بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين I hope inshallah you can see me and hear me uh, and okay alhamdulillah we've got the confirmation so now we start with our reflection on the remaining part of Munajatul Mu'tasameen uh, tonight uh, we have this session from uh, Montreal and Alhamdulillah uh, because our timing is the same so we can have it on time and uh, it doesn't coincide with uh, Salatul Fajr in Qom okay as you remember we reached this sentence وَحَمَلَتْنَ الْمَخَافَةُ مِنْ نِقْمَتِكَ عَلَى التَّمَسُّكِ بِعُرْوَةِ عَطْفِكِ this was like the last sentence of previous section fear of your نِقْمَةِ which is opposite to ni'mah. Ni'mah is blessing. Ni'mah is like a kind of difficulty, a kind of calamity, a kind of problem that may come uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not happy with someone. So the fear of losing our blessings and instead having calamities and tragedies has prompted me to tamasuk, to appeal to, to grasp the handhold of your tenderness. So I know that if I want to be saved from your naqmah, I have to come to you yourself. There is no one else who can help me and no one else who loves me more than you. So if I want help, if I want protection, I come to you. Okay, this was the last sentence that we discussed last week. Now, the new one. وَمَا حَقُّ مَنْ اعْتَصَمَ بِحَبْلِكَ أَنْ يُخْضَلَهُ Oh Allah, it is not right for him who holds fast to your cord to be abandoned the one who holds to Allah's rope or cord Hablullah you know Quran says بَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا and that cord is the Quran and Ahlul Bayt so if someone holds fast to Allah's cord so he should not be abundant because this is what Allah himself has provided us with like for example sometimes we have a rescue operation and someone supposes in a fire we send from a helicopter a ladder or a rope and ask him to hold fast to it and we will rescue you save you okay now, is it right that we send to him the cord and he holds fast to it? 
and then we forget him, we leave him there? No. No person does this, no rational person does this. So, if we hold fast to Allah's cord or rope, He would definitely look after us and help us. وَمَا حَقُّ مَنْ اعْتَصَمَ بِحَبْلِكَ أَنْ يُقْبَلَهُ وَلَا يَلِيقُ بِمَنْ اسْتَجَارَ بِعِزِّكَ أَنْ يُسْلَمَ أَوْ يُهْمَلَ It's not appropriate, it's not suitable, it's not proper for him who seeks the sanctuary of your might, your dignity. To be surrendered, to be forsaken, or to be disregarded. If someone comes to you for help, for protection, it is a right manner to give him help. Even, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِنْ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ اسْتِجَارَكَ وَإِنْ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ اسْتِجَارَكَ فَأَجِرْهُ If one of those pagans who were fighting and rejecting Islam, the Prophet, okay, when he comes to you and asks for protection, he says, I don't want to be with uh, uh, pagans who are your enemies. I want to be given protection so that I come and change myself. should give them protection. So, anyone who comes to you and asks you to give him shelter, protection, refuge, should help. Unless that person is a real, you know, big troublemaker and criminal, he wants to hide himself, and, you know, that's another issue that details have to be taken from fiqh. But generally speaking, we have responsibility of providing people with help, shelter, Someone is, for example, a stranger, he's far from his homeland, from his family, or, for example, some bad people are after him. Any reason, when people come for help, then we should help them. So, what about Allah himself? Allah, with all the mercy that he has, and all the power that he has, because this power makes everything easy for him. So is it possible that someone who is merciful and capable and doesn't cost him anything, is not going to lose anything, is it possible that he would surrender, he would disregard, he would forsake someone who seeks help from him, someone who seeks the sanctuary of his might? No. So we say... It's not proper for him who seeks the sanctuary of your might or your dignity or your izzah to be surrendered or disregarded. Ilahi, fala tukhulina min hibmayatik. My Lord, please do not empty us of your defending, of your support. Please do not remove, do not withdraw your support and defense. We need your support. We need your help. We need your protection. We need your shelter. Please do not make us empty. It's 
coming from Oryan. Oryan means having uh, no dress, the one who has no dress, the one who is naked. Means do not remove, do not take away from us your ra'aya, your guardianship, your support. Please strip us not of your guarding. Means to stop, to save, to protect something against something bad normally. Sometimes also can be, um, even literally can be used for protecting from something even which is good, not letting good coming. But uh, here it's um, protect us from the roads of destruction means help us save us so that we would not be demolished we would not be destroyed all the roads all the causes all the things that lead to be destroyed please protect us from them because we are in your eye and under your wing. Very beautiful. You have your eyes on us. You see what is happening to us. You know, sometimes someone loves you, but because he doesn't see you, that you are in you know, trouble, he doesn't help you. For example, your mother, your father very much love you and want to help you. But sometimes you are outside or they are outside, they don't know what you are facing, so they cannot help you. But Allah has always his eye on us. He knows everything that is happening to us. And we are under his wing, under his protection. So he's not going to forsake us. We are in your eye and under your wing. O Allah, I ask you by those whom you have chosen, you have singled out, those who are very close to you, those who have a special relation with you, whether it be min malaikatik, your angels, some of the angels, or all the angels are very close to Allah because you know angels have ranks all of them are close to Allah but among them some are closer so these angels and the righteous among your people your creatures which includes human beings so those close angels, those chosen angels, and those righteous, righteous servants of you among human beings and gens, they are loved by you. So I ask you because of them to help me and to give me my hajat. What is my hajat? And taj'al alayna waqiyatan tunjina min al-halakat. You give us a waqiya, a protector, a shelter, 
which would tunjina, which would save us from destructions. To assign over us a protector through which you will deliver us or you will save us from destructions. So this is what we ask Allah because of his angels, because of righteous people, the love that Allah has for them. We ask Allah to give us this important request. If we are guaranteed, if we are promised to be saved from destructions, so Alhamdulillah, then most of our problem is solved. Then we have to seek the higher levels of happiness in heaven. And turn aside from us blights difficulties, calamities, unpleasant things. And hide us from the striking of great afflictions. Musibat are those calamities, those tragic events that happen to you. And we ask Allah to hide us from them so that they cannot find us to as if they are after us. So we want to be hidden so that the musibah cannot find us. It means they don't come to us. And hide us from the striking of great afflictions. And to send down upon us some of your tranquility, your serenity, your peace. Please send to us some of your tranquility. Tukashia is more beautiful. It can be used also from Sulasi Mujarrat. Tukashia Yaksha. It can be used, but here is Tukashia for Baba Tafir. To wrap our faces in the lights of love for you. Very beautiful. We want love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be covering our face because love of Allah has light. If you are a lover of Allah, there is a light. And this light can be so strong that it covers all your face. Please also give us Hawen refuge in your strong pillar. We want to be very close to the pillar which is very strong and then we would not be going away we would not be affected by winds and storms because we are very much uh, supported by this pillar you know like for example imagine there is a very heavy storm everything is taken by wind if you are connecting yourself with a very strong pillar, then a storm cannot move you.
you will be saved. To give us hawan in your strong pillar. And to gather us under the wings of your preservation. Very beautiful. Isma means protection, preservation. We have ma'asum from the same root. So we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gather us under the wings of his preservation. Please give all these hajat, all these requests to us by your clemency and your rahmah. Ya Arhamar Rahmeen, O most merciful of the merciful. So, in this way, the 14th Munajat is finished, and as you see, the main focus of this Munajatul Mu'tasameen, which is the whispered prayers of those who hold fast, is to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we need your support, we need your strength and might so that we can be saved from the problems, from the dangers, from the threats that can take us away. We are so light and so vulnerable that if we don't hold fast to this divine cord, the winds, the storms, can take us away, we will get lost. So this is what we have to uh, be remembered. Then after this munajat, we have the final and the last one, and that is munajatu zahidin those who have zuhd, those who have detached themselves from attractions of dunya, they have renunciation from the worldly pleasure, they have this ability to abstain themselves and they have ascetic life. I don't like to um, go into this munajat right now because I think that munajat uh, needs uh, one session so I just end this session with a little bit reflection on the concept of Zohd and we leave the munajat inshallah for the next week Zohd according to some people who have no deep understanding of Islam means not to possess anything not to have good, for example, income, not to have good house, good car, good dress, to be poor, basically. Even if you have money, you give all your money so that you become poor, and in this way, they think that you can improve and you can get rid of excessive love for dunya, hope dunya. But this is not a correct understanding of a zuhd. 
Zuhd is not used in the Quran and the Hadith in the sense of not to possess. We don't encourage people to be poor. We don't encourage people not to buy, for example, house when they can't. No, this is not the main thing. As we have in Hadith, Laysa Zuhd Allah Tamlika Shay'an. Zuhd is not to say people that you should not own anything. It's not not to own, not to possess. Bales Zuhd Allah Yamlikaka Shay. Zuhd is not to be possessed by anything. So Zuhd doesn't mean that I shouldn't have house. I can have house. I should be able to possess house. But my house must not possess me. My house must not have control over me. Sometimes a person buys a house or a good car or a good dress. Then instead of benefiting from that, is all the time concerned and thinks, you know, I should protect my car, my house. And so much worried that even sometimes he doesn't use it or he uses it in a very limited way and spends all the time and energy on keeping and preserve, preserving that thing. So instead of they serving their car and house, uh, being served by their car and house, they serve their car and house. They are at the service of their properties. No, this is not Zohd. Zohd is not to be possessed by them. So you can be rich and Zahid, or you can be poor and not Zahid. Sometimes those who are poor, they are so much interested in dunya that they are going to die for it. Because, you know, those who don't have, they think their problem will be solved if they have money. But those who have money, there is a chance that they may realize that money is not solving problem. Let us be attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there is a chance, because also there is another chance that those who have money, they become greedy and they want even more. They think if they have more, it becomes better. When they have more, they want even more. Yes, that's a problem. But sometimes you find that the affluent people, those who are well off, they have no attention to dunya. Sometimes. Why? Because they have been through it. They have everything. And they know that it's not enough. Those who don't have good job, good income, good house, good children, family, position, respect. They might think that if they have these things, they become happy. But those who already have these things, they are likely uh, very uh, much capable of understanding that these are not the main things. Either they become very spiritual or sometimes if they are not spiritual, they realize that these things are not useful, these things don't solve the problem, then they become depressed because they are not spiritual, so they don't enjoy spirituality, they don't enjoy connecting with Allah. At the same time, they don't enjoy life of having these house and car and money, they find it useless. So they become depressed, sometimes they commit suicide. If you study those who have committed suicide, you find that the majority of them are not poor people. 
the majority of them are powerful people, are rich people, educated people, because these are the people who have tested, who have tried other things because they have had it. And then they realize that this is not enough. We also accept that these are not enough, but we don't endorse committing suicide or being depressed because we think that you have to connect yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Detach yourself from anything other than Allah and attach yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, لَيْسَ Zuhd is not uh, to be poor and not to possess. Zuhd is, is not to be possessed. This is something important to remember about the concept of Zuhd. And you see sometimes people like Prophet Suleiman he had power, he had position, he had palace, he had servants. But he was not attached to dunya. He was Zahid. Or wife of her own. She was not attached to dunya. She didn't have interest in dunya. She didn't have interest in the money and the palace of her own. She said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbi ibn li indaka baytan fil jannah. Please build for me a house close to you in heaven. I don't have interest in palace of the Pharaoh, in the land of the Pharaoh. So this is the meaning of Zuhd. Inshallah, in the next week, we will talk about Munajat al-Zahideen, which is the last Munajat of these 15 whispered prayers of Imam Zainul Abidin alayhi salam. If there is any question, please put forward. We have good time for question and answer tonight. And of course, if you don't have question, then we can finish sooner. So any question that you have, please put forward. So far, I have received two questions. First, what is the difference between Bukhari Sayyid and Shai Sayyid. Uh, I'm not familiar with this concept. Uh, if you can explain further. Question 2. Salamun alaikum, dear Sheikh. Can you please enlighten me on the concept of Hurul Ain in Paradise? Are they for both men and women or for men and only tanks? The literal meaning is uh, a lady, a female personality who has the characteristic of having a special eyes. Hurulain means those whose eyes are, uh, you know, uh, of a certain type, you know very attractive but very nice and interesting so literally speaking it's for ladies who have these qualities but for sure what we know is that in heaven everyone who goes there would have what he or she wants so everyone would meet his needs whatever he or she wants he or she will be given so 
it's not that the men in heaven would have hurry and the women remain alone. Whatever they want, they will be given. But normally, women, they don't want to have anyone other than their husband. And they will have lots of servants. They would have lots of helpers. But the concept of uh, Huri might be more appealing to men than women because everyone is not interested in that. Even for most of the pious people, for the people of heaven, Huri is not that much important. For the people who are in dunya, uh, if someone, especially for example, he is not married or he doesn't have a good wife, maybe he, day and night thinks about, for example, having a good spouse in heaven. But there are such great blessings in heaven, higher than these huris, that people then would not have that much attention to this. Imagine what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this verse, They have everything they want and we have more. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, No one knows what Allah has concealed and hidden for them to surprise them. So there are so many things that Allah would give them that the fruits or the you know drinks or you know hoodies of heaven would not be the most important ones. Uh, question three. How do you understand this saying of Imam Ali salam working for the hereafter is of no benefit when it is coupled with the desire for this world? Uh, what does the desire for this world is meant by Imam Ali salam Of course, I have to see the Arabic text so that I can better decide about what is meant. But basically, what is important is that the person must get rid of dunya, the desire of the excessive love for this world. Because if you don't have ability to get rid of this dunya, even if you are working for Akhirah, you would not be that successful. Because you want to secure your Akhirah and dunya, and sometimes you would sacrifice your akhirah for dunya or you compromise about your akhirah for dunya because you want to have both it's better to give preference to akhirah and dunya would automatically come after you akhirah is not guaranteed we have to work for it but dunya is guaranteed allah has guaranteed to give us risk Allah has guaranteed to give us enough. So it's better if we focus on something which doesn't come automatically. Then if you go after dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will arrange for you. Sorry, if you go after akhirah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will arrange for you your dunya. Uh, question 4, Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. 
what is the connection between Urwatul Wuthqa and I'tisam bihablillah, rope of Allah. Yes, thank you very much. Urwatul uh, Wuthqa means the firmest handle. Urwatul Wuthqa. And I'tisam bihablillah means to grasp or to hold fast the divine core. Normally, what we can say from uh, is understandable from hadith is that Hablullah is Quran, as Shia and Sunni both have narrated, or is Ablul Bayt, as we have in some hadith. And there is no contradiction here because Ahlul Bayt and Quran come together. And this is why we have in Hadith Saqalain that you should hold fast to both of them. As long as you hold fast to both of them, you will not go astray. Then, Urwatul Wuthqa is explained in the Quran. Man yu'min billah wa yakfur bil-taqut, faqad istamsaka bil-urwatul Wuthqa. If you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reject taqut, the devil, then you have grasped or you have hold fast to for Urwatul Wuthqa, which according to some hadith is love for Allah, to love for the sake of Allah and to dislike for the sake of Allah. Al-Iman Billah, Kufr Bil-Taqut, love for Allah and dislike for anything which is against Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Once Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked his companions, uh, which handle or handhold of the faith is the strongest one? They gave different answers. Some said, you know, salat, zakat, these kind of things. Then Rasulullah said, no, these are important, but these are not the firmest. So when they didn't have any answer, they asked, what is the answer? And Rasulullah said, to love for the sake of Allah. And to dislike for the sake of Allah. Question five. A Zuhud person or Zahid uh, is not possessed by things in this world. However, in heaven is being promised to be given everything. How do you reconcile to? Yes. There are people who are Zahid with respect to worldly pleasure. But... It is possible to be Zahid even with respect to the pleasures of heaven, apart from closeness to Allah. So, an average Zahid, or you can say the elementary level in Zod, is not to go after car, money, fame, reputation, so on and so forth in dunya. But for this level, you may have great interest in having house, trees, fruits, food in heaven. A higher level of zuhud is that you have no interest in anything apart from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even those pleasures and those good things in heaven like trees, gardens, rivers, honey, milk, so on and so forth, 
are not that attractive to you because you are concerned with Allah's pleasure. You are concerned with being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So some are zahid with respect to dunya, some are zahid with respect to dunya and even heaven in akhirah because their attention is only geared towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, this was the last question and I think we don't have any more question. Inshallah, we'll start next week the last of these 15 whispered prayers which is about Zahideen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to increase our knowledge and our love for Him and for His. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to inshallah get closer to Him day by day and to be with His chosen servants in dunya and akhirah. May Allah keep us, our children, our youths, our community away from anything which is bad and disliked. May Allah give us tawfiq and success to do good things and to be partner in every good thing that happens in dunya. And may Allah keep us away from anything bad which happens in dunya. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our journey towards Him very easy and very fast. May Allah hasten the appearance of Imam Zaman Sharif. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heal, give shifa and treatment to all the people who are ill. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.